Welcome back to another podcast from Nobody Cares About Dad. This week, joining me, my co-host, Martin. Martin, how you doing? All good, buddy. All good. You? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Yeah. So, uh, Saturday night podcast, like I said, sent you at the top. Coming, getting those Saturday nights back in, mate. What more could we want to do on a Saturday night? <laughs> well, look, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, please do hit that like and subscribe button. Please also do put some in the comments section for us as well. And just to let you know, if you haven't already guessed what's this way, uh, the yeah, podcast I... is sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped offer the very best products for your balls. but And even if you don't have balls, because my missus has taken the ball trimmer and she's now reprocessed that as a ladyscaped for her lady. <laughs> so Manscaped, fine line on how to word that. I know, but Manscaped is good for if you've got balls or even if you haven't. Um, but yeah, twenty percent off. Usually, use, use the code NCAD twenty for twenty percent discount from Manscaped. I'm, ex- I'm excited to use mine. <laughs> Well, look, joining us this week is a returning guest. So this is actually our first returning guest from a podcast we did, I think, about six months ago, actually. But we, we've kept in touch over Facebook Messenger and, oh, well, I think what we said, eight months, was it? Eight months? Yeah, wow, okay, eight months. Um, yeah, and we kept in touch. Uh, obviously, there's plenty of things going on in the world to talk about at the moment. So we thought, why not get, come on, let's have a topical chat about... All the fantastic, rosy things that are going on in the world. Such a beautiful world we live in. <laughs> Derek. Beautiful. Welcome back, Derek. How's it going? Yeah, good. I, I, have to, I don't have to do say one thing, though. I am a little disappointed that you're not wearing a fuck Putin t-shirt. <laughs> we get the freedom over fear. <laughs> from Canada to Ukraine and everybody that's fighting right now. Definitely. Yeah. Even the, you know, even the, I'm sure the, some of the Russian soldiers don't want to be there. Mm. Well, you're not just, all bad, right? No, you hear some of the, some of the stories that they were, you know, they they thought they were going in to liberate Ukraine from people being bombed and genocide, and it's like they've gone in and they're like, what the hell is going on here? The the, the, yeah, dis- I, the disinformation that gets passed around in Russia is just insane. It kind of uh, reminds me of stories from the U.S. soldiers when they invaded Iraq <clears throat> right. and Afghanistan, how it was those guys were fighting in regular clothing. So it's go in and just start shooting. You see yeah. somebody move, you shoot, right? Yeah. A lot of innocent people died there, too. I, I saw that today. There was a, what was it, a 14-year-old girl of six-year-old boy and then and, and the grandmother that were in a car driving out of the city just open fire on them look luckily, luckily none of them died i think they got a couple of bullets in the hand and legs but yeah they look luckily escaped wow. um unkilled but yeah literally anything that they're seeing bang shooting how can you justify that how can anybody justify that Why? did you see the video of the um that like tank like Russian vehicle riding over that guy driving yeah. the car. Yeah. And he survived. Yeah. He was right. crushed up in there. I seen the video. They're ripping at the doors, trying to get it off, right? And I I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, holy crap. 
Derek, what's what's the what's the view from Canada and what's what's the sort of general consensus of what's happening over there? Uh <laughs> so it's been interesting over here, man. We kind of made world news there a little while back. Uh Canada and uh the whole truck convoy protest that we had going on here. Yeah. Um I didn't get to go to Ottawa, unfortunately. I would have liked to. That, to, that, uh, just, just just in case anyone's not aware, that, that was the protesting of the mandating for COVID vaccines, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and the mandates yeah, on the truck drivers, right? Yeah. Between America and Canada. Um, I mean, to me, it kind of made sense. These guys are driving alone, most of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sure, going over the border, but they're hauling trailers, dropping trailers, picking up trailers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coming back yeah. across the border quite a solid solitary job really at the end of the day so at the end of the day really you know what i mean um i think there's a lot of evidence out there to state too that if you're healthy you're, you're going to be pretty much okay you know yeah um so with the combination of that not to say all truckers are healthy right but you know, <laughs> usually not a picture of health, not a, them, right? a lot of them don't have a choice but to eat out on the road right of course yeah so, no yeah, unless you're consciously eating healthy, you know, or you're just eating what's easy. Yeah. There's going to be a big difference, right? Living and sleeping yeah. in your truck. You, you sat there still driving, same position for long hours at a time. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not a, not, a, not an easy job. To uh, so were they, they, they were successful in changing the law, were they? Uh, that's debatable here. I think, um, a lot of people, I saw a lot of, uh, negativity towards the whole movement, uh, from, from some people I know <clears throat> a lot, uh, from random people you don't know, you see on Twitter, you hear about it in the news and, um, I, I don't understand. Well, no, I kind of understand is, they showed that there was some uh, Nazi insignia there on some flags and whatnot. Okay. The media portrayed it then as like they showed it. And then the prime minister says that the whole movement is pretty much racist, misogynist, trans and homophobic. <laughs> I know people that were there and they say everything's like completely wrong. What he's saying like that was the most diverse crowd of Canadians ever, and everybody was there, and they were partying. They were, you know, uh, coming together as one. You it's know, easy cards to play, though, isn't it? If you use those those words against, you know, protesters and stuff, it's an easy way to paint them in a negative light. Yes, a hundred percent. And it it just comes down to um, all they really have to do is just show something and say something through the media, and it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, there's going to be a group of people that are going to go and just cling on to it and attach to it and then take those beliefs and then make it as almost as if it's their own. You yeah. know what I mean? They yeah. can it's it's own conclusions yeah. themselves when really it's no, <laughs> you, you just have just eaten up what you've been told. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think there's a lot of that happens. And, and I, if we can't, see now how the media especially in canada here after the whole trucking uh convoy thing how they what they said about it and to what it actually was from people that were there like i know people that went and said like i said it was just a big it was pure love you know yeah um, 
Evans has happened a lot of a lot of them though, doesn't it? We've had we've had them over here, protest protesters and stuff, and and Court. you hear from the people at the protest and say like, it was just it was chilled. It was we were we were doing everything right, but but the media portrayed in such a such a way to twist the narrative. And yeah, it's hard, it's hard with the way the media are, even with the war that's going on at the moment. You can't fully yeah. trust what's being what's being told. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny, I had a really weird thought when I woke up this morning. My little boy actually woke me up screaming about wanting to go to nursery at like six o'clock. And I was like, mate, it's Saturday, go to sleep. No. <laughs> then, no. you, know, you know, when you go into one of those like little, like a snooze and you wake up and that, you normally, that's when you have like your real vivid dreams. And I woke up and I was like, basically, we we were the ones being lied to. So you know, like you know, Russia are saying, it's not an invasion. Like, what are you talking about? Like all that. I was like... Actually, what if it's us that we're not being told the truth? What if we're actually <laughs> all the ones not being? Uh, but... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying much about any of this uh, that's really going on on a political side because I don't really know. I'm just observing right now, and what I yeah. do see is that it's the West backing Ukraine. Yeah. Look at who's running the West. <laughs> The U.S. <laughs> a fucking senile old man and a fucking drama teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a drama teacher. Sorry. This is just my observation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're backing. They're backing an actor. An actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what to think, man. Uh, and, right? and, and the mayor of the town's a boxer. <laughs> Right, Quishko or something, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, on the Biden thing, like I, I he's that guy's fucked. Like he needs to just go to a retirement home. Like he's, yeah. he can't even speak. No, like it's. I'm at a loss of words, and his loss of words. Like you're the president <laughs> of the United States for fucking. You know, Trump got shot on for what came out of his mouth. You know, he's a fucking New Yorker. He spoke yeah. like you know. And he got shot on for it. Yeah. This guy can't even speak. <laughs> and they're still giving yeah. him the mic. They're but still giving him the mic. Not on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I, it's 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 funny because like I've, I've, I'm partway through writing a blog about this. So, spoiler alert but <laughs> for the, the, the twelve people that read it. Uh, the the first. Volume that, one sorry? of many. What's that? Volume one of many until he's gone. What's this? The, the Biden one. Oh, oh, no, no. So I'm right. So basically, what I'm doing, I'm just writing about um, how, like, so I, as, as bad as this sounds, I actually quite like Boris, right? And let me qualify that because I, I, I think in politics they're all the same, right? That, so no matter what you vote for, you pretty much get the same thing. They all drink at the same pubs. They all go, went to the same universities. The only difference is one of them wears a red tie, one of them wears a blue tie. Right? That's that's pretty much the only difference. So why not why not have a laugh whilst he's in power? And you can laugh at Boris's expense. So in that respect, I quite I quite like him. I think he's quite funny, but. It's in times like this where it's like an international crisis where you actually start to see how bad our current political... And I'm talking America, Canada, UK, how bad the people at the top actually are because it's no longer a circus anymore. So it's not about popularity. It's not about that. It's actually about serious politics. Yeah. And these yeah. guys are way out of their depth, all of them. 
Yeah. Um, good autumn. I don't, I've been following so much just what's been going on here, mm. you know, for so long now <clears throat> that I've not so much looked over to that other side now until, you know, maybe a little more so now, but um, yeah, I don't know. But the whole Russia Ukraine thing, like I'm seeing that like Putin's calling NATO a terrorist organization and stuff, right? Now. Yeah. Why is that? What's the exactly? Where does he get the the accusation from? Though that's what but, I like. How does he but, present the accusation? But that's 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 the narrative he has to run internally to have the backing of the Russian people, and the Russian people know no different because they're they're told whatever they're fed through the media. The media's all controlled. Um, what, like the new law that they passed this last week, where anyone telling fake news can be arrested for fifteen years, and they decide what the fake news is. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's now that social media, like we discussed on our podcast the other day, that that social whilst here in the UK and, and, and probably in the rest of the world, the news will portray what the news wants to portray. It's what it's, yeah. it's fed, and that, that's one narrative. Social it's media, you can get a different perspective to the narrative, and it's so it, it opens up whether it's not it's it's true or not and stuff like that, but it, it shows you different opinions and different angles of it mm. and, and and you, you can you can almost make a an opinion based on something else other than the media but russia they've got the shit out of luck well from monday instagram's banned isn't it yeah, so yeah, from yeah, monday yeah. that's gone All of these oh, really? yeah hear that. So, yeah from monday yeah so now they've only got the news and it's russian backed news in russia um, you know, their, their source of, of, of worldly understand, you know, knowledge and stuff is, is limited. Well, did, did you see that video of the the the, Rus the Ukrainian guy who was talking to his Russian father? Did you see that story? I it's gone viral on, on, online. Basically, you've got a guy who's in Ukraine and his dad lives in Russia. And yeah. he's he speaking on his phone to his dad. He's like, Dad, like the bombers. And he's like, No, they're not. Like, it's not on the news. They're not bombing you. It's only in the Donbass. He's like, Dad. They are level in the cities, and his dad would not believe him that what he was saying because it was just the narrative that they were pushing on the state media doesn't back up. And he was like, "I'm in, I'm in Ukraine, I'm being bombed." He's like, "No, you're not." Born to a Russian. Wow. Right? Yeah, no, sorry, I'm lying. Here, <laughs> boom, in the back, boom, boom. Right, I just like, it up here. Born to a Russian father and a Ukrainian mother, 23 year old Alex finds himself playing the role of a mediator in a family split. By Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, his mother, who believes who lives in Belarus, has been struggling to reach a relative in Ukraine. Uh, yeah, mad. Two different sides. Two parents, and you got uh, mad, mad. Yeah, that's, that's, that just shows right how media influence over yeah. people's minds, yeah. right? And yeah. especially over the, I, I think it's going to be a lot more effective over the older uh, generations. Yeah. Right, because they've been so used. They like they saw this stuff from when it was like first born. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And and it from that moment that it came out was to be. It's the news. It's trustworthy, right? This yeah. is they're giving us the news of what's going on. We can. It was a, probably almost like an instantaneous trust thing for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I, I, think, I think it's the if you look at who's protesting and so it's the young Russians that don't want the war. 
it's the yeah. younger Russians that are in the streets protesting the um, the invasion because it's those guys that, that, like you say, they don't take the news that's given to them. They find, you know, they find it online. They use VPN. They check. They they're yeah. engaged with the world. Th these guys travel. They travel to Spain. They travel to Germany. These guys are engaged with actually what's happening outside of Russia. And it's these guys that are the ones that are causing the making the noise. At the moment, internally, that, that's, that's a generational thing, though, isn't it? And it happens in lots of. I remember uh, I lived in Germany years and years ago, and I made friends with. I remember their names, Stefan and Miriam Holt. So hi, if you're watching, and um, I made friends with them. They were my age, and I went to their house for dinner. You made a friend. Their grandma was there, and their grandma would not speak to me. And the mum and the children were like, she was in the war. <laughs> you know, we we weren't affected by you know Brits and stuff like that, and, and English. And, and she was, so she has a distaste to you guys. So it's it's a massive generational thing, and and it's... Like we, we didn't start that fight, love. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, that, that, you know, I'm sat there, and I'm like, I haven't done anything. Yeah. I wasn't even a yeah. fight in my mum's... I, I, I don't necessarily think that that's like a, like a... That happens a lot within... Just within... People that live in echo chambers, live in bubbles. Like I had it, I had it with a with a Mus with a Muslim guy once. So I went. My friend was dating a girl whose family were Muslim. She wasn't, but her family were Muslim. And one Sunday, she invited us round for breakfast. And I, because I, I said to my friends, I went with them. I went and made breakfast. And there was like a young Muslim guy sat at the table, like my age. So I was just like, I talked to anyone. So I was just like, hey, 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 doing like trying to make conversation. Just wouldn't speak. Like would not say a word to me. Like I try and like, oh, you know, where you from? Do you like football? <laughs> you know, just yeah, trying to talk try hard. Yeah, oh yeah, but then after he left, and uh, I said to, I said to, um, I can't remember the girl's name. I said, oh, I said, what? what What's his problem? She went. She went. He's not. She's got no problem. She said, he just never. He, he just never speaks to anyone that isn't Muslim. He lives in the Muslim community. He he works in a Muslim community. He just doesn't speak to English people. I've heard about that there in England. That there's full out just Muslim areas that are just completely yeah. just complete, even with police and everything. Yeah, Is, that's that's true. Like. Yeah, not official police, but they no, have their but... they have they have like their Muslim patrols and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, not and they have well they have their own courts as well. So they have their own Muslim court system here as well, wow. which runs parallel in the Muslim community to our laws. Yeah, I don't. Uh, this is a difficult. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, no. the, as the that court system and politics should. Uh, I've, any court system and its politics should stay within the country that it's originated or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or or will it be like me going to Saudi, right? Stealing. They're going, right, we're going to chop your hands off. I'm like, oh, actually, I'm English. So well, I'm going to have my own court system. And yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not going to happen. Yeah. We're going to have a democratic court system over here. Yeah. Uh, we're all going instead of getting my hands cut off. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the appetite over there, Derek, for. Because it's mixed here for like military intervention. Is is there any appetite for that from in Canada? So far, from what I gather, is uh, Canada's military support to Ukraine so far has been supplies. Yeah. Uh, rocket launchers, vests, grenades, things like that. Yeah. Um, has there been a lot of charity raising? And fundraising, we seem like here in the UK, there's 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 lots of people 
raising raising money supplies of you know away from the military side of things but nappies and clothes and, and things like that we, we, yeah there's a, a couple companies here uh that that really deal in that one's called global medic it's funny i actually uh delivered uh height adjustable desk to him when i was working in the office moving industry and he was a cool guy Right, he tipped us money and everything. I walked in, I was like, this is a pretty cool operation. Like, what do you do? He's like, oh, we're like emergency response around the world. Wow. I was like, wow. I'm like, that's cool. He's like, I'm like, so like anything notable or whatever? He's like, yeah, the tsunami that happened back in uh, Sri Lanka, India, back years ago there. We killed a bunch of people. He's like, yeah, we sent a whole bunch of uh, care packages and people out there to go and help and help rebuild and whatnot. I was like, wow, that's cool. So uh, there's a lot of companies like that and they're basically i think they're like a like straight up just uh volunteers as well yeah. i suppose logistically though from canada it's a lot a lot more difficult than it is you know like here you have big haulage companies able to drive lorry lorry loads full of stuff to ukraine it's, it's not really the same in canada is it no uh, it's got to go on a plane or a ship right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to get from i guess here to there I mean, it's not, uh, I, I guess it's not impossible, but no, I don't know logistically really how they're going to take care of all that. So, so do the, do the people of, of Canada, are they, are they for getting involved and, and, and kind of fighting side of things like, do the, you know, do they want the military to step in and, and have an impact that side of things, or is it, we, we don't want to get involved. See, I think that's mixed. That's going to be yeah. mixed uh, between Canadians politically. Right. Um, certain people right now here that are buying everything the news is saying, too. Right. Uh, would probably have no problem with some troops going. And I think he said he was going to send some troops there uh, for what their purpose exactly is. I'm not sure if it's going to be special forces or what, but, you know, um, they are doing something. Um Am I okay with it? I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I'm like, that sounds pretty harsh, man. I, I do care in a, enough that if we do send troops there, I hope they stay safe and I hope they can keep people safe to whatever yeah. that means, right? It's a hard one, isn't it? Uh, on, on the feeling side of things, because like you say, it's 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 not directly affecting your day to day life. Um, I know for no. me, it's it's. I wake up in the morning, my day isn't any different to what's happening. So it's hard to. It becomes a moral question rather than a yeah, than a than, than a you necessity. Know, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, as a I mean, as a human on a human level. Yeah. Right. As a conscious human, um, it's terrible. Yeah. It's all yeah. terrible. Right. But yeah. um, now, am I going to sit around and let that eat me and let me wish death upon people? No. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to do that. Right. So this is, I can't, it, so there's no, no use for any real care to it. Yeah. 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 And it's such, yeah. I think, like, like, what's going on as well it's such a a tough thing to it's quite a loaded 
conversation, isn't it? Because yeah, it's hard to navigate. You like actually no, I I do care, but I I I don't, but I do, and it's hard to to convey that across at times. Yeah, a little a little hard to navigate it, right? Mm. Especially with all the information that's out there. And it, it is all to be questioned as far as I'm concerned, right? And yeah. like I said, so like just from my observation, who has the most interest in helping Ukraine right now, these are, you know, laughable folks, yeah. <laughs> questionable people mm. to be running countries. Yeah. So the, I think one question to ask you, because we asked it on our podcast, is – do you think that that NATO and, and 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 the West should step in and help Ukraine, or do you think they should just continue what they're doing and and just kind of go? Do you know what? We're not getting involved. We'll kind of support you a little bit, but you're on your own. You know. But what? I think you- the um, the least involvement, the better. Right yeah. for whatever country it is that wants to probably. Or- potentially get involved right like if it if nato gets involved then russia is going to be pissed yep do does the world want russia to be that pissed Hmm. not when there's a big red button (laughs) no right um if because you know if, if that'll be a chain reaction if one button gets pushed then it's like a simultaneous right after the yeah. second after every other button in the world going to be pushed, right? Yeah. You know, as you probably even get one country like, well, I guess if they're flying, we might as well nuke that country over there. Fuck them, right? Why not? <laughs> and the North Koreans and the Iran will be like, press the button. <laughs> Kim, Kim Jong Un going about time. Oh my god. Yeah, well, it's crazy because uh, I suppose the worrying thing is. Russia can't fight against NATO. They get slapped up like yeah. they, they just can't. But they can't no. fight. They can't fight a conventional war against NATO, like boots on the ground. That's but with you know those those big bombs that they've got. That's their only. That's their only way of winning the war. So they it's, got the sleeve. I mean, it's, it, I say winning. Nobody wins in a nuclear no, war, do they? No, like no, the cockroaches no. win in a nuclear war. That's pretty much it. But, but that's the the, that's their big card, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Their, their capabilities, uh, their rocket capabilities that they have too, like supersonic. Yeah, right. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, what do you guys feel? How do you feel this would have played out, or would this have played out? Do you think if Trump was still in an office in America? I thought about that question. I thought about that question a lot, and I, I have to say, I don't think he, he would have done it. And and it's not 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 because he was. I think the thing with Trump, he wasn't. He's not scared of Trump, but he probably didn't respect him. But he's unpredictable. Whereas whereas I, I think he knows that Biden is like soft. He's a soft touch, and Biden isn't interested in a war. Whereas you just didn't know with Trump. You just didn't know whether or not he would get involved or not. He, Trump wasn't scared to press the button when he dropped the Moab or in Afghanistan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it would have happened under Trump. Yeah. Um, and that was just on a poppy field too. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's, that's what I heard. But anyway. Um, yeah. He uh, he stood very firm. Mm. And when it came to these issues, like he spoke 
very firm and matter of like matter of fact like yeah we have the greatest military in the world and if you fuck with us yeah you're gonna be hit with the likes you've never seen in your life yeah like, so what is that? you want to do it he told, like he told North Korea he destroyed them didn't he like, yeah, like, oh yeah <laughs> he's like like you will be hit with weaponry like nobody's ever seen hmm. right and it's like and, and what does that mean, mean? <laughs> what does that mean is this a guy actually going to do it? You know, and, and that, that's the scary part. It's the, it's, you know, it's all right making the threat. And, it, you know, you know someone that's going to make the threat and they're not going to follow through with it like my children do with me. Um, <laughs> or most parents and their children, like, you know. But he, you just had no idea hmm. what his next move was. Yeah. Like, and that, and that, that's scary. Um, and somebody like Putin, that that must have been a bit would have been a bit like <laughs> this is not an easy field to navigate or or whatever and stuff. So, I yeah, what's your view on that, Derek? What do you what do you think? Uh, if Trump were still in office, yeah. Oh, I don't think any of this would be happening. No, no, no. He just stepped right in. You know, mm. um, like yeah, the guy. You know. He's been, he was an asshole, whatever. You know, like he's a New Yorker, right? What are you? <laughs> New Yorkers like the nicest people. I don't know. I know a couple of people went to New York. They said fucking nobody held doors. People yeah. are rude as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean. Um, I, I remember when I, I first went to New York back in 2001. And I would walk around. We, we ended up in Queens somehow. And because um, I could, couldn't navigate the underground system there, it's quite it's weird that it works. And then uh, we walked out of this subway, and I was like, I said to my friend next to me, I was like, oh, it's a bit weird around it, it's a bit dodgy around here. And this big black American dude turned around and went, Everybody's dodgy in New York. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I have to admit, I've never been to America, it's on my, uh, on my list of places to go. And have you guys to... ever been to Canada? Never. No, I've got um, a friend of mine is from Canada. Um, right. I don't actually know where. <laughs> I've never asked him. Um, and a friend of uh, one, of, a friend of mine had not had not long come back, uh, and I don't know where she went, but she was like, it was like minor stupid numbers and just a lot of snow, um, and it wow. did not sound like a place to go. That that doesn't really narrow Canada down. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I've not narrowed it down in the slightest. Well, I, I was in Mexico at, at Christmas and there was tons of Canadians there, but not the good kind. Okay. The, the bad the French, guy. How so? the, French, the French kind. <laughs> oh, the French kind. Oh, yeah. Jeez, man. They're, uh, they're a different breed, man. It was so weird because, like, so, so I got chatting to a few Canadians that were, you know, I, I, I hesitate to use the word normal Canadians, but like, yeah, normal Canadians. Um, <laughs> and they, I'll take that, they, man. I'm a normal Canadian, I guess. They they were like the loveliest people. Like, got on with them really well. Then the the, the French Canadians, they're just French. Like, they yeah. they have they have the attitude of the French, the arrogance of the French. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I've just found yeah, Calgary. Uh, Calgary. My friend, my friend was in Calgary, and oh, yeah. minus, minus twenty-two, but it was minus thirty-one Celsius at night time. Yeah, we get that in Ontario sometimes. It depends with wind chill. Yeah, so I'm not going. 
<laughs> that is not a place I want to go and spend time. Yeah, it's um, it, it hasn't really got that cold here this winter. <clears throat> it's actually snowing out there today a bit. Um, waiting for that to uh, come to an end. We got a lot of snow this year. Yeah. And what's funny oh, is right, uh, right across the street from where I work, Marco, you may have seen on my Facebook, I post pictured before a snow mountain. Mm. And that was all the snow out of the core of downtown Toronto after this uh, big snowstorm that we had. And it's, wow. it's, it's massive. Like, massive. We get here in the UK and our country grinds to a halt. Um, yeah, no, hold yeah. on. You, you have to qualify that because when you say we get snow, it's like an inch. Yeah, I mean, we get a little bit of snow. We're like this. I can't come into work. Shuts down. Schools oh, are no. closed. Our heating packs up. Uh, like, no, I think you get it though. Once or twice a year. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. For about two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you see. It's similar here, but only opposed to like a grinding halt. It's you get just everybody starts driving way under the speed limit. I'm learning this now. I just started driving, uh, I guess, almost a month ago now. I uh, got my my license to drive, got a car and everything now. So I'm ripping and it's frustrating. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I got I work downtown Toronto. So getting down in the morning from Mississauga, which is the next city over right it's not bad get down pretty quick but getting home that's a gamble you just not you don't know for sure <laughs> how long it's gonna take yeah uh, it just it, it what what kills me is that what it seems to me that a lot of the people that drive out uh on the roads here I don't think they really fully understand the capabilities of the piece of machinery that they're using. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> these things can handle driving a hundred on the highway, the speed limit at the limit. You can drive at the limit. Yeah. When it's raining or when it's even snowing a bit. I mean, why, you have to drive 50 to 60 kilometers on a highway, right? Somebody who's, you know, that, ma that main car who's scared. Yeah. Right. It now has the whole highway and everybody coming out of Toronto. <laughs> right? it. It's stressful. Everybody's pissed off. Right. And it's weird because I transitioned from Toronto to Mississauga. So it's, I almost have to transition my mindset of driving as well. <laughs> By the time I get to Mississauga, I'm like, fuck. Like, I just want to get home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So somebody, you know, again, you'll get just people driving under the speed limit. It just seems like nobody drives at the speed limit. I don't understand it. We get them here. The limit, we call them Sunday drivers. The Sunday yeah, drivers are out below the speed limit, and you sat there just. Yeah, we have that term here, too, Sunday drivers, but. I mean, when it's like rush hour, you know, in the middle of the week, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, well, I, you know, I live in the countryside, so we often get stuck behind tractors and cyclists where right. we are. Oh, my God. I'm going to blow my your brains out. Drive you nuts. Yeah. 
I'm really fortunate. My commute in the morning to work is uh, it's a tough one. It's about two and a half feet from my bed <laughs> to my office. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have traffic to worry about. <laughs> so, um, Martin, does that mean like were you working in an office before and then because of COVID you got sent to work at home and now are they like keeping you guys at home kind of thing? No, no. I used to, I used to, I, I ran my own businesses and then I sold oh, them last year. And, uh, Martin was Martin was previously known as the Cake King of Grantham. Okay, two thumbs is this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, so I sold my businesses because I just wanted to go back to the nine to five. Uh, yeah, you know, and and and, and I didn't want to have to deal with HMRC and pay. Yeah, they're and, they're uh, pain in the ass. Oh, you know, whilst. Marco obviously runs his own business and, you know, running your own business has so many perks to it. It really does. But there is a lot of negatives that people don't understand. Um, so I just, I just, yeah. Uh, and got a job with a company and I said, look, I want to work from home. I have my children half the time. I want to, mm -hmm. so, so I'm fortunate to work. For I am really fortunate with my job. And the fact that COVID has, has made hybrid working, yeah, it's more accessible. That pre-COVID, I don't think the job I'm doing now, I would have been able to have got it. But so COVID has been a positive in my aspect for me for work. Hmm. Um, right. And uh, but yeah, we've got a real we've got a real problem though, especially in London with getting people to go back. So we 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 do quite a lot of recruitment in London, and what we're what we're what we're really struggling struggling with is getting people to want to work in the office full time. So now we've got companies saying, I've got this, I've got this position. I need somebody in the office five days a week. And the people is going, no, no, I'll, I'll do two or three no. days. No. It's, 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 it's a tough one. It's a real, it's, it's a real big conversation. It's a massive conversation at the moment, hybrid working and office, you know, and, and I'm now starting to see lots of people that are transitioning back to the office kind of now going, well, I have an hour commute to work. Hmm. My working day on paper is nine to five, but I'm traveling at eight till six and I'm not yeah. being paid for those two hours. They should be involved no. as soon as I leave my door, which is a conversation that two years ago wasn't a conversation. It was part of the norm. Yeah. But now so many people are like, hang on a minute, dude, I don't need to get up at six to leave at seven to get to work for, for you know, or move it forward an hour when I can actually get up at half eight and be at my desk, you know, showered, sh showered and shaved ready to work for nine and I don't, yeah. have to I don't have to worry about when was the last time you had a shave <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the other day with my manscaped ah your balls yeah hey it's so right down, guys. Sponsor, by the way that's awesome so no, appreciate it. did you like that marco yeah, yeah segue good segue um <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what, what, in, 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 obviously, like Mark is saying about, you know, trying to get people back to back to the office is hard. What's it, is, is that the same in Canada? Is, is hybrid working a massive thing still or has it been? Um, I don't like I was uh, like I said, I was working in the office moving industry there uh, before what I'm doing now. And when this thing first hit, like I started thinking, I'm like. And if I'm the CEO of a company now or a president of some company, you know, and I got, you know, say five, 10 floors in an office building downtown Toronto, you know, say, you know, several hundred people working for me. 
right? Yeah. I'm paying rent to this building for these floors. Now all these workstations are empty. Yeah. The laptops are all signed out. The people are working from home and all the work's getting done even better, if not the same, but even still. Yeah. To par or better. Right. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'd be questioning now why I'm paying six, seven figures a month in rent. Yeah. Or more, you know? Yeah. We've seen that quite a lot in my sector. So I, I work in recruitment. I've got a recruitment business and you, you, you tend to see these recruitment businesses have these big, fancy, all singing, all dancing offices, but they're just vanity. Like you don't yeah. need, you just don't need it. Uh, you know, you have, you've got 30 people in an office and you're paying five grand a month in rent alone. It's like, why? Yeah. Just That's yeah. It. It's, is it necessary, right? I think I got a lot of businesses questioning that. Yeah. But there's a lot of vacancy in downtown Toronto from what I've heard before. I'm not so sure about right now because now like the restrictions are kind of lifting now and uh, no more vaccine pass coming soon. And, or I think that's already, that's already implemented now. Businesses don't have to ask for it anymore. Well, I was going to ask you what, what they choose great. to the I was say on next, like next week or something like that, a week from now. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the situation on the ground there with COVID now? Is it, is it pretty much what's COVID? So the news for ages. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, what is it? Well, uh, it's, been, it's been the news recently because that new there's a new variant now, isn't it? Delta Crom. Have you seen that? Yeah. No. Is it? I don't know. I, th I thought it was Ukrainicron or something. <laughs> <laughs> I did read something actually about in Canada, and I don't know if it was fake news, about deer and COVID. Oh, buddy. I've, I've heard some shit, man. <laughs> like about wildlife getting COVID. Like, right, you your know, possible case of deer, here it is, possible case of deer to human Human COVID infection identified. So, uh, what my question to that is: What Canadian got within six feet of a deer's face that it coughed, and he breathed in the deer cough into his face? What was he doing with the deer? That's the question. <laughs> right? <laughs> How did he get so close to the no, deer? I can't say it. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but because also you guys have legalized the first plant-based. Covid vaccine as well, a vegan vaccine, Co uh, uh, plant based. Yeah, um, can you tell that I was doing a little bit of research on Can Canadian news and stories? Yeah, uh, what was the company called on that one? They were at No Novax or something, Novavax or something. Uh, let me just <sighs> Medicargo. Codefence represents the first COVID-19 vaccine using plant-based vaccine, as well as being Medicargo's first approved vaccine and the first authorised COVID-19 vaccine developed by a Canadian-based company. Uh, that's the first I'm hearing of that one. Maybe just something to excite the Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Could be fake news. I don't know, man. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I really it's, I, I don't know on that one. I don't know first how well Google is on... It's on their website, the Medicargo. Yeah, they're 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 obviously a um, technology drug company, but they're all plant based technologies. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that, but um... every day's a school day. Yeah, you learn something new every day. Um, Wait, 
right? Um, to be honest, I, I've really stopped listening to the news on all this uh, COVID stuff. Uh, I believe I had COVID there a little while back. I was sick. Uh, woke up. Right, I was just feeling like garbage. No energy. Body achy, sore. Right. Throat was gone. Right. Are you Couldn't vaccinated? No. 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 And I, my sinuses were all messed up. So I just, you know, whatever, just chilled out through the day. Later that night, it was like an off switch and my taste went. Yeah. Because, Mark, yeah. you had COVID, didn't you? Yeah. And you were really bad. I, I, I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, if I get, if I've got man flu, I'm bad. Like, you know, but like, <laughs> the, 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 so I didn't lose taste. I didn't lose smell. I didn't really have a headache. I the worst part for me was I had really bad back pain with it, like really bad, like chronic back pain. I couldn't, I couldn't lay down, couldn't sit still. So I had that for like four or five days, and then that, then it just went. Right. I, so I'm I'm double vaccinated. I haven't had the booster, um, and I am yet, to my knowledge, to have had COVID. I don't think I've had it, and I've been around people. Um, I had a house party for New Year and I had somebody there that I was sat close to. Next day, I'm positive, or she was positive. My children had it and I was hugging them and kissing them going, I want to get COVID. Nothing. Like, yeah. So I've had I it. Around, I um, I'm just multiple people, multiple people that I knew uh, since the start of COVID had COVID or were exposed or directly exposed or whatever. I was directly exposed a couple times. Um, had to get tested and everything, and you know, the whole fiasco at the beginning until now is like you can't even get tested now unless you're a first responder yeah. or somebody who uh, is like of medical, you know, like importance, yeah, or something like that, or whatever you want to call it, right? But I was gonna say, here you don't even have to isolate anymore if you've got it, yeah. Yeah, I think they're ending that too soon. But so anyways, like I, like my taste went on me and then I figured, okay, here we go. This is uh, this is the real deal now. We'll see what happens. Right? I went to sleep. I felt like garbage. Tried to go to sleep and then I realized like I'm starving, you know, so I got to try to eat something. So I went, started eating and then it's like my jaw tensed up. My breathing went all weird and I'm just like, okay, just choke back what I was eating. I said, all right, I guess I'm going to sleep, whatever. We'll see. I wake up. Let's go. Went to bed. <laughs> Slept great. Woke up the next morning. Felt like a million dollars. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I feel great. Like, I feel like fucking better than ever. This is awesome. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Let's do the taste test. Grab some cranberry juice. That's a little bitter, right? Yeah. So I take that, drink it back. I got the taste and the bitter and everything. I was like, okay. Said, how that's awesome. Now, mind you, like I do uh, like some home remedies too, right? Like uh, apple cider vinegar with the mother. It's called, uh, there's a brand called Bragg here in Canada. It's really good. Okay. Uh, and I mix uh, drops of oil of oregano with that, um, as well as take some vitamins and stuff like that. So that probably played a good factor in it. But it's like it, yeah. it came and was gone just like that, man. You know, what are you ill for, Marco? Uh, I, I was ill for about five days. I, I tested positive for six days. 
Um, but was, was it was it vitamin C or vitamin D? Was is a big was it was in the, all the data shows that people with low vitamin D or vitamin C had increased risks of of COVID from COVID. Right, yeah, yeah. See, my, I've been taking uh, vitamin D and vitamin C. I've been taking yeah for the last little while too. So it's uh, I guess that probably when they when they had COVID. My uh, my eldest, she's she turns nine next month. She um she was really poorly on I think it was like a Wednesday night, really poorly. Um, Thursday, really poorly again, uh, but testing negative, but showing symptoms of COVID, but testing negative. Friday, like she wasn't too bad, but you can tell she was a bit not herself. Negative. Saturday, back to normal, all fine. Negative. Sunday, negative. The Monday night, she tested positive, and then my daughter tested. My other daughter tested positive the next day, and then they showed both of them showed no symptoms moving forwards. <laughs> it's just, it's COVID has to have been the most surreal illness. Did you? I think a lot of the problem is the, in the testing itself. These PCR tests, like, yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't believe that they are one hundred percent effective. To yeah. what they're trying to do with them, for what they're trying to use them for. But it's right. just—it's just—it's interesting. Well, I say interesting. I mean, COVID's on board of COVID, but it's—it's it's just it's one of these illnesses that's just there's so many variables and yeah. so many symptoms and 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 stuff that you could put if we put everybody into a big pool. Well, it, the 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 comorbidity rate of people that died with covid was like 2.3 wasn't it do you understand what co comorbidity means yeah yeah so with something else right with something else so there's, there's so you're yeah. probably gonna die at some point soon of this or this and it was like these people most of the people that died had a comorbidity rate of like 2.3 or 2.4 so like two other things wrong with them that was that yeah. would probably have killed them um and then covid just finished the job because covid was in them they count it as a COVID death. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I heard about yeah, like a report in the United States of like a guy died in a motorcycle accident yeah, and they yeah. called him a COVID death because he had COVID. Yeah. But that's like the guy died in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> yeah, my my um my uh, wife's granddad died. He 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 had dementia and he had COVID, recovered from COVID, and at the end of the month he died. Um, and they said because he had COVID within 28 days, it was marked as a COVID death. Wow. Again, stats, media, narrative. Mm. It's, it's, it's. Did you, did, 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 I don't want to dwell too much on COVID because I'm, I'm, like you say, like we both, we've also, I'm pretty sick of it. But did you hear the story of that Czech singer, that uh, Hannah Hawker? The name so, sounds familiar now. So it was, it was, it was in the news quite a bit. She was basically big on, anti-vaccine didn't believe covid was real it was all a big hoax so she deliberately caught covid and died oh my god really yeah yeah song isn't that ironic <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. hannah hawker she caught it deliberately to prove that it was nothing and died i don't know why that just reminded me of a story an old friend of mine told me that he read it was like uh a man in the desert who went to see the guru 
And he was like, it was his mission to find this guru. And when he did, he had his camel with him. He said, my guru, I trust that this reality is my creation, that I will not even tie my camel up. And the guru says to him, tie your camel up, you fool. (laughs) 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 Because, uh, I, I, you know, I I 100% believe that COVID's real. Yeah, I believe that I experienced it. I was not able to get a test uh, just because of the pol- like politics of it all now uh, to prove it. But given the symptoms I was feeling, that's what they're saying you would feel if you had COVID. So I'd say that I probably had COVID, right? But like I said, fucking gone the next day, right? Yeah. Um, I was off of work at the time anyways, sick, right? So... Just you get a little sniffle and you can't, you got to go home. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And I, I had to go, I was actually got injured on the job recently. Uh, nothing too serious. Just like the muscle in my chest wall here and the tissue and the nurse in there, like she seemed really like drained, you know, I said, so you guys are really busy. eh?" And she's like, Oh, we're just like completely overworked. We're swamped. Yeah. It was like lack of nurses. She's like, oh yeah, big time. I'm like, and is that because of uh, the vaccine mandate? She's like, that's a little bit to do with it. She goes, but the re- you, you want to know the real reason? I was like, uh, I thought it would have been the mandates, but what is it? She's like, inflation's up to 5%. She goes, yeah. first responders got a 5% raise. She goes, us in the hospitals, we... Only all we got is a 1% raise. So she's like, all the workers, nurses and everything, doctors, whatever, that work here but live out of the city, right, and have to commute into the city to get here to work, they're now losing money to do so. Yeah. With inflation, the cost of fuel, fuel is at an all-time high here. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, all over the world. And what, what is it? What do you pay? What do you pay, uh, Derek? What I just have interest. So I just went and filled up earlier before we did the podcast here, and um, it was one sixty nine a liter. But that's at Costco, which is like a big box outlet grocery. Yeah, we have uh, Costco over here. A couple. Of so, I'll, yeah, so you know, yeah. not, not fuel from Costco. What, so that's what, one sixty nine Canadian dollar to pounds. GBP. So if you actually like did the math, because that's per liter, dollar sixty nine per liter, right? So the yeah. US they're by gallon, and I can't remember how many liters is yeah. in a gallon, but oh. when you do the math and look, like we're paying even more than they are in the States. Four and a half it's four and a half uh, liters in a gallon. Um so and what's, you what's the what's the rate? What's their so uh, one pound two. Would oh, be up. Yeah. we're yeah, we're one pound sixty. We're one pound sixty a liter at the moment. One sixty nine. I've got around yeah. here. Are you diesel? Yeah, diesel. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's- Diesel's uh, even more expensive. Yeah. Right now, and that's crazy. Like I remember, like, like I said, I just only started driving recently, right? But always being passenger in cars since I was a kid and whatever, and working in the moving industry, going around everywhere, you always see that diesel is cheaper. Right. Yeah. That's why Volkswagen started uh, producing diesel cars a while back there because diesel was so cheap. So they yeah. just jumped onto that market. Like, 
guy that I work with actually has a Volkswagen Golf diesel. Apparently, like, they don't even make them anymore, right? But... <laughs> Do you remember back here in the UK when the, the, when it was all the we're going over the pound per litre for fuel? I don't remember it being like less than a quid. Oh, do you know I remember that? when I was a kid, we come off the 401 highway to get into Etobicoke to go to the grandparents' house and we passed this gas station. And I remember like as a kid seeing it like 24 cents a litre, you know, or less, right? And then... As it started going up, I think it went up to about 45 cents a liter. And I remember my dad saying, like, that's ridiculous. What bullshit. Right? Now you can add more than a dollar to that. And that's what we got to pay today. Yeah. And it's it's only, like, it's been rising. Since I started driving, it's been like a steady, seems like almost like a dollar a week. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. Raise up. I, I filled up two weeks ago. And it was one forty six, and then I st- I filled up the start of this week. It was one sixty nine. See, I'm I'm I've just gone online now. The UK average fuel yeah. price in liters, working on just unleaded ninety five. In January two thousand six, it was an average of eighty nine point four. Yeah, I can see it. And I've then it's a, just... um, the chart there. You can't yeah. really see it on there. But... And November yeah. two thousand and seven, it went over a pound. And then it's just been, yeah. well, then it, it dropped in 2008. And then it's just yeah. been on a relatively steady climb since. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it's to do with these carbon taxes, right? I don't know if uh, Boris Johnson's implemented carbon taxes in the UK or not, but uh, Trudeau's loving it over here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say, has your opinion on Trudeau changed since we last did the podcast? No, it's only gotten stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, I mean, the whole uh, protesting really showed what kind of leader he is. He didn't he didn't you didn't confront the protesters at all. He just hit away like a few days into it. And all of a sudden he's saying, oh, I, COVID exposure, I have to isolate. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so way, way to not speak to the protesters, you know. Mm. He didn't want anything to do with it. Just soiled the movement, call it like by saying racist, misogynist movement, homophobic, transphobic, blah 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 blah. You know the keywords, right? Yeah. Key groups to piss off. Right. Yeah. The ones that like to get pissed off. Yeah. Have you, um, yeah. To bring it slightly back to fuel, have you seen the breakdown on fuel? And what it actually, where what it actually goes, where it goes. What do you mean? The, the breakdown of the of, of the of 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 the where. Oh, the government goes. gets a big chunk of it. I know that. So here at the moment, one sixty for petrol, one pound sixty one is the average. Yeah. Wholesale fossil fuel price fifty six point seven six p. Wholesale bio biofuel price is ten point five five p. Delivery what and distribution one point seven p. Retail margin, so what the forecourt their profit six point six p. Yeah, I, I know, I know the fuel, the, the the pumps don't make it. They make more money off a coffee, a cup of coffee than they yeah. do off a, off a full tank of fuel. I knew that. Duty fifty seven point nine p. The government that, got you over the barrel. Yeah, twenty six point eight four p. Greenhouse gas obligation and fuel obligation 0.65 of a penny. Yeah. 
Oh, no, so greenhouse gas, yeah, emission, yeah. That's so that's that's your that's like the equivalent of our carbon tax here. Yeah. Like, well, percentage it's of the virtually a pound. That and and yeah, virtually a pound. Yeah, and for you guys, actually, you're saying so. Your average dollar is sixty one, or no, like what one pound sixty one yeah. pence. Yeah. Right. So, what's the conversion between American and Canadian? Because that's close, right? We're, I, it was one sixty nine ninety nine today. Here we go. One point six one pound. Two point six eight Canadian dollars per liter. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. guys are getting it pretty good. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah you got one, one pound and two p of British pounds per liter. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And when you when you drive a, a fuel guzzler like me, it's, uh, <laughs> what are you driving? A truck, is it? Uh, range. It's like a truck, a Range Rover. Nice. They're uh, fuel drinkers. Oh yeah, I've heard. You, yeah. You're obviously driving that to be like you know for a good carbon footprint, fuel <laughs> economic. Yeah, are you driving that just to look good? Yeah, probably. Nobody just cares look. about dad goes green. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's it's all you know because I like to do off roading and all that stuff. <laughs> it's not because I live in a countryside and I need to have yeah. a countryside vehicle. Oh, there you go. Uh, good for if shit ever hits the fan. And exactly. Probably shit in the snow though. Uh, well, Four wheel drive, it'd be all right. You know, in Why Canada, wouldn't. there's certain areas where I'm sure you'll find plenty of shit in the snow. Probably like parks where people walk their dogs. They shit in the snow, which kind of just melts into the snow. You know, they kick the snow over it. They don't see it. So, you know, it's, you don't see it. It's not there. Yeah. You know, until the spring thaw. <laughs> what? Actually, a complete random with that. What is your pollen like on dog, on dog shit? Do you guys have to pick it up over there? Do you get to, can you leave it? Uh, no, you're supposed to pick it up. They're supposed to shit on the grass. Uh, either way, you're supposed to pick it up. I read somewhere where basically it's like they don't have to pick it up. What, in Canada? Or... No, I, I, I don't know why I want to say Ukraine, but I don't know if that's... Um... <laughs> A bit of shit on the ground won't make any difference there, I can tell yeah. you right now. Maybe California. <laughs> But in California, the human shit on the ground, like, <laughs> and they leave that there. It's so bad. Somebody made an app where you can log where the shits are. I went right. I went to. I, I was LA, and I went to Venice Beach. You know, Venice Beach, super nice area. I went to the public toilet in Venice Beach. I went in, and there was a shit on the floor. Next to the toilet. You made it so close. Yeah. And you're still just. I was like, come on. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, uh, nuts, nuts. But yeah, that. So LA was the one place that I've seen. I must have seen ten people shitting in the streets. LA. It's just mental. Like you saw them shitting, literally. Yeah, yeah they literally st stood up, bent over, shit coming out of their asses. Like, it's horrendous. These I mean, people like, carry a roll of fucking toilet paper in their pocket, or? They well, just home, home pick up aren't them, obviously. So, uh, a woman pissing the street in Cardiff once, and uh, <laughs> never been back to Cardiff. But 
fairly fairly normal though that behavior that may <laughs> <laughs> yeah LA's, LA's, la's bonkers you've got like you 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 drive through la and you've got amazing affluent areas and then literally over the over the tracks you you wouldn't stop and then you keep driving you've got amazing houses and then it, again around the corner oh it's it's bonkers it's bonkers that's weird. We really need to do a nobody cares about dad trip over there. Massive yeah. You'd like to fund? Um, <laughs> go and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you you been to LA, Derek? Look, no, been to California. no, the only place I've been in the states is uh, like Disneyland, Florida, or Disney World, whichever one's in Florida. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was like years ago when I was a kid. No. Yeah. Right. And now with not being vaccinated, I don't know what they're going to do about the border. Yeah, thing. So I don't know if I'll be able to ever really travel to the States or what. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I, I hear that they're th they're talking about removing the travel mandates for vaccines within Canada. They're trying to work something out or so. I don't know. But yeah. It'd be nice. There's a family wedding in Newfoundland this year in the summer. I think it is in the summer. It's soon. Anyways. There's a, there's a, there's a, the mandates are lifted. I'm not going to be able to go. There's a new musical that's set in Newfoundland. I watched it the other day. It's uh, called Far From Far Away. Come From Away. Come From Away. Come From Away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it like a movie or something you watched? Or did you watch like a video of the performance? Or it's they a video the of the performance. performance. Yeah, a video of the performance. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, that that was huge here. That was really popular here. Yeah. Yeah, it kept coming back and coming back, and then I guess like COVID happened and whatever. I don't know, man. A lot of like the entertainment industry, like live entertainment industry, took a huge blow. Mm. The bar industry, restaurant industry, barbers, uh, salons, the sector was royally fucked over. Just completely massive. Like, Even here in the UK, it just uh, you know, I think at one point they were getting ready for the Christmas. The hospitality sector were like Christmas time, busy period for us. We put things into place, bang, lockdown, do it. lockdown yeah. like that. And you just just hearing stories of pubs having to chuck away thousands of liters of beer and and stuff, and which was really sad to hear. I, mean, I don't even drink anymore, and that still makes me sad. Thousands <laughs> of liters of beer, yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> Mad. Could have donated at least. Could you imagine? Like, there's probably, there was probably a lot of pub owners that were like, well, "We're just gonna drink it." Yeah, I mean, alcoholics through lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, right? I remember there was one time, me and my buddies years ago, we were drinking, and then uh, we could hear this music coming from the park, that was like a little bit of a distance away. Loud music going on, so we're like, "Oh, there's a party going on there or something." So we. We walk over, right? Take, take about maybe 10, 15 minutes, walk over there. And we walk up and we see this like tour bus kind of thing, right? And I see this guy and he's got this keg and he's spraying the beer on the ground. And I run up. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, whoa, what? I'm like, why are you pouring that on the ground? He's like, why? You want some? I'm like, hook me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are giving an a, a empty two-liter bottle, rinsed it out, whatever, and then just filled up this two-liter pop bottle full of beer. And We're talking to these guys, and it was this big baseball tournament was going on in this park there. And these guys were from the States. 
there were these American cops, right? And it was a, a keg of Pabst Blue Ribbon or something they brought up. So I was like, holy shit, there we were. Yeah, drinking with them, like, get through one of them two liters. Yeah, fill me up another one, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I used, to, I used to like to drink, man. Yeah. Last time we spoke, you talked about your sobriety and stuff. How, how, yeah, how's that going? Everything's good, man. Uh, still going strong. Uh, I was, I guess, how long has it been now? Yeah, almost five and a half years now. Well, It'll be six years in October. Well done, man. Since I've had a drink, yeah. And it's been good, man. Um, you were just, you, you wrote um, a blog, didn't you, just recently about drinking my unhealthy relationship with alcohol yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, i was saying i was waiting for a reaction from your face and i've got nothing <laughs> so, um, yeah so yeah so i, I the, my next blog talks about how i so my sobriety lasted two and a half weeks and then ended up with <laughs> ended up with this hole in my head this right. star um, yeah so i saw now, the pictures i you know i we uh, you know follow each other on facebook and um Mm. What I said, I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I got to come to England. What happened, right? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah you know, um, it, it, it's true. You know, like nice guys finish last, man. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys are, you know, heard that saying. Whatever, yeah, Green Day, fucking pretty popular band. They they wrote a song called that too, and you know, but uh, you know, it's really it's true, man. You know, sometimes yeah. um, when we feel like we're doing the right thing. And we're really not. Yeah. Sometimes some fights need to be played out. Yeah. And when we get involved is when we can end up getting hurt. Yeah. I've been on both ends of that. <laughs> One buddy, uh, I was talking to him earlier today, actually, and he told me how he watched the last podcast that we did. And I said, that's funny. I'm doing another one with him today. He's like, that's weird. I was like, yeah, man. Anyway. <laughs> but um He's like one of my best friends and another one of my best friends. We were at the bar one night. We were all shittered up and me and my buddy Mike started going at it. And then buddy Craig gets in the middle and he's just taking punches from both of us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a tough little fucker, but uh, yeah, you know, he, he, he took a bit of a rock in that night, you know, yeah. we, we all did, I guess, but uh, you know, but it was unnecessary for him. He didn't need to. What's the longest you've gone without drinking, Marco? Truthfully, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm not a huge drinker in as much as like I, I never drink at home. Like, uh, yeah, but like if if I go out, I go I, I go big. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm. It's go big or go home. Like, yeah. there's no there's no yeah. stop. Do you know what I mean? I, um, dude, I know exactly what you mean. I was the same way. I was not like, I was like, get that first couple beers in me, man, and it's fucking go time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I oh, yeah, the demon want to come out and play. And then yeah. it's just guzzle, guzzle, guzzle as much as I can and whatever and get as drunk as I can. And then next thing you know, I was passing out somewhere or whatever. Yeah. I, I, think, probably, I think probably two months is probably the longest really? I've ever, two or three months. Yeah. I did three years of no drinking. Yeah, I'm done. Like now, I'm I'm so like this. So I, I I said I'm done. Right, I drank and got the scar on my head, and I was like, Do you know what? That's the sign. That that is a yeah. sign to be like, nah, you you you're done. You're done with it. Yeah. I missed the flight home from Dubai because I was pissed. Yeah, you know what's funny? 
like, sorry, to, just to go back to there, uh, Marco, is like, I, I had a friend who, uh, the same thing, sort of, in a sense, and they had stopped drinking for a while, and they were doing real good, and then something triggered them, and they drank, and they felt bad, and I said, listen, don't feel bad about it. I said, maybe you needed this to happen. Maybe yeah. this is completely relevant to you never going to drink again. Yeah. That's your call. Right. That's yeah. what you did. Right. So it's often enough when you want to make that step in the right direction. That's why I told you this is it's like a fire, man. Yeah. It's like a wildfire and it spreads. You know, you might if you try to go against it. Things might happen. Yeah. Right. So, you know, deep down inside you what's right. Yeah. You know, deep in your heart, what's right, man. They, they, that's why I said that blog that you did, man. That was a, that's a huge, huge, huge step in being honest and humble and in your own humiliation as well. Yeah. You have to embrace that and that you did. Yeah. So this is this is you moving forward, brother. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Um, uh, um, uh, I, I feel like, in the, like I said in that blog, in the past, I've always it's always felt like I've I've had to force myself to to quit. Like, oh, you should, probably shouldn't drink, but like now I'm I'm like it feels like this. I'm 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 ready to do it. I'm not forcing myself to do it. And that, I think that's why I always in the past I've always failed because you've you, you've you've tried to give up, but you didn't you didn't really want to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I have to force myself to drink. <laughs> Like that, I, that's a good trait to have. Yeah, well, this is it. Like I, I love I, I, on a night out, get drunk. It's it, like I love it. It is so much fun, and you can have some. I've had some amazing nights getting absolutely. Mm. But I just can't be asked sometimes, all the time when it comes to it. To be fair, and I have to force myself to do it. And there have been times when. When people have been like, right, we're going out Friday night. We're all going out, and it comes to Friday, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you really can't be asked because, like you, Marco, it's go big. I'm I'm not a small chap, um, so it takes a fair chunk of alcohol to go in to to get me pissed. Fair um, chunk of fuel, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so I sit there and I'm like, it's going to cost a fucking fortune. I then know that I'm very free spending with my money. Um, as when we went for, for the night out in Peterborough, I then make stupid decisions when I'm drunk. like Slag your mum off on live Facebook. Calling yeah. my mum a naughty word live on Facebook <laughs> video. <called this. laughs> that was the first night, in all fairness. Like, that was the first, I hadn't drank for, for three years. Yeah. Night, and then we ended up, we had a night out in Peterborough. And I wasn't drinking that night either. I was driving that night. You were, weren't you? And yeah. I drank a lot. I drank a fair whack. I mean, I've been drinking from like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And I, yeah. I used to make it till 11. And then I was a mess. But yeah. I, was, I know what I'm like. I, I, I was like, I'll pay for the bill. I'll pay the drinks. I'll buy the drinks. Mm. Mom, you're a naughty word. Like, and I'm just, I'm an idiot. And that's, yeah. that's the problem. And then I'm like, sober Martin's got to deal with drunk Martin problems. Yeah. And I, I know what you mean. I used to, I used to get the same. Once I got right into it, man, like, and I, I could, um, <clears throat> I oh, guess, man. become a bit of an asshole. Where it's, 
not my intention being to be an asshole, but he's going to be easily perceived as such. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm saying controversial shit, right? And where I think it's funny in my yeah. presentation and everything, the drunk guy thinks it's funny as shit, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> think the shit don't stink. No, you're wrong, right? Because next thing you know, I've offended somebody. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I'm getting a call from Buddy, you know, saying, dude, you remember what you did last night? Oh, like, I woke up to messages. Well, no. Do you remember what you said last night? No. Oh. Uh, message from my mum. Think you owe me an apology? Do I? <laughs> what have I done? Sure. Go buy her some flowers. <laughs> yeah, that went bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, we 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 we've we've hit the well, way past the hour. Uh, yeah. hour, and, hour and twenty. So I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap it up. Um, but mate, no look, happy, happy to you to come on anytime you want, Daryl. I, I, I enjoy the chats. So uh, yeah, anytime, mate. anytime you want to come on, let us know. We'll, we'll arrange it. Absolutely, man. We'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll definitely we'll do it again sometime for sure. Fantastic. And before we go, guys, if you want to trim your balls, have at it, boys. Right on. <laughs> cool. Take it easy, buddy. Take care.